0: um hi heather Uh, i was wondering if you didn't have a date already well um i guess i was just wondering if you'd like to go to the prom with me Uh, i thought my mom and i could pick you up around five and we could go out to eat first oh we're on a diet oh okay oh you're gonna diet oh really what color is it now? <laughs> well, um, we, we don't have to go out to eat then. I could pick you up, or my mom and I could pick you up around 6 instead. 630? 645? 646? 647? What time do you want to go to the prom with me then? When hell freezes over? Is that Central Timer Mountain? This has been a reenactment of Insane Mike Asking (laughs) Girl to Prom in Senior Year. And we're going to the prom here on Attack of the Killer Podcast.
1: Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Podcast.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Attack of the Killer Podcast High, Enchantment Under the Sea Dance Prom. The theme and the wonderful decorations are done by our prom committee. We'll meet them a little later on here in a minute, but first, this year's prom is sponsored by the fine folks at Shudder. Shudder, the Netflix of horror. As a gift to all you graduating seniors, you all get a free month of Shudder. You get a free month, and you get a free month, and you get a free month. Just enter the promo code AOTKP and start with your first free month of streaming service that has something for every horror fan of all tastes. This is Attack of the Killer Podcast High's, High's 211th prom, and boy, oh boy, it's going to be a great one. For you freshmen and new students who have never been to an Attack of the Killer, po- Killer Podcast High prom, this is how it works. This prom, I mean podcast, is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends get together, pick a topic, talk about horror films related to that topic. Now, it's an open and free conversation, so there's going to be spoilers. Now, if you came to prom without a date, or your date has ditched you for her boyfriend, and you're stuck hanging out over in the corner, it doesn't have to be that way for you. It is so much easier to be one of the cool kids here at Attack of the Killer Podcast High than any other school. All you have to do is to become a supporter of the show, and you can do that by going to jointheattackers.com. Trust me when I say your high school life is so much easier when you're one of the cool kids. You also get many perks of being a cool kid. You get to sit anywhere you want in the cafeteria at lunchtime. You get bonus episodes and special videos, and you even get excused from PE class. Now, again, go to jointheattackers.com and find out how to be one of those cool kids. And now, as I promised, it's time to introduce you to your prom committee. Please welcome your king and queen of prom, Jason! Hey! Wait, what? I don't get...
2: All I do know is that your intro was way too accurate. Hey, everybody. Thanks yeah, for listening. It
0: was. He took prunes to prom because he couldn't find a date. Oh, Tad.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I save the worst ones for Tad. He had pig's blood dumped on him for prom, but that was just his aftershave. Andy. <laughs> nice. How's it going? And our foreign exchange student, all the way from (laughs) Customers Also Watched, uh, Erica. Hi,
3: guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the show. Erica, why don't you tell everybody out there a little bit about your show?
3: Uh, So, Customers Also Watched is a movie podcast specifically about movies that are on Amazon Prime. So... I started with one movie that was on my personal watch list, and every episode I have to pick a movie that is on the suggested list of movies. Uh, customers also watch list, so it's been a unbroken chain of movies following that list for about forty plus episodes so far.
0: Cool, and it's an awesome show. I really, I love the concept, and I really and enjoy concept. it. And Jason, and I got to be on an episode too. Sure did. Yeah. Pro- Maybe your best one. I'm just, saying. I think so. It's possible.
3: I mean, I'm not biased, but probably.
0: So, customers also watched can be heard on our podcast network, uh, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. So, check out Erica's show and so many more at thepfpn.com. And now it's time to turn it over to Tad Carlos Fresco Good and his segment, What We Watched. <laughs>
1: Okay, we're going to go right into uh, what we watched where we go around the room and discuss what we've watched in the last couple weeks. Doesn't have to be horror, can be anything. And I'm going to go with Andy first. Andy, what did you watch? Um I I didn't have
4: a lot because I've been watching uh the series uh Hollywood, which I think is friggin' brilliant. Uh, I I uh, the wife and I are down to the last episode and, um, I think you talked about it in the last episode. It's just about this, um, uh, ra- uh, racially overtoned movie that's, uh, being filmed. And I think, what is it? The forties, I think. And, um, it just takes place in Hollywood and all the, the controversy that surrounded it and the characters are really cool. I mean, particularly for, uh. Jim Parsons' character, a guy by the name of uh, Henry Sullivan, I think, and he's this ain't uh, this agent, and uh, it's such a huge departure from Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. I mean, it's it's like night and day, and it's just it's just awesome. any anytime he's on the screen, um. So I highly recommend that. That's on Netflix. And um, I also watched a movie called Charlie Says, which was directed uh, by Mary Heron and written by Guinevere Turner, who are the two women that are responsible for bringing American Psycho to the screen. And it's basically, uh, it's the true story of the three Manson women. And, but it's, it takes place like after they're, about a year or two in jail. Once they start to realize how full of shit Charlie Manson was, which, you know, should have been by all realistic standards, you know, a fucking foregone conclusion that this guy was fucking batshit crazy. But, um, this, this woman who helps them, who, uh, she's kind of like, uh, you know, she just helps out at the prison and she, she helps other women, you know, develop skills and everything. She, eventually gives them their identities back, you know, so they could be, you know, at least productive, you know, within the penal system. And it's actually, it's it's more, I mean, there is a lot of, you know, crazy stuff, you know, because it flashes back between, you know, the present day that they're in jail and, you know, their time out on the ranch, you know, and, you know, it shows a lot of the crazy stuff, but it doesn't really dive too deep into like, you know, the Sharon Tate and the the La Bianca killings, but uh there's a there's a little bit of that, but it's not bad. Um and then probably the other thing I watched was a documentary called The Kid Stays in the Picture, which is uh it's the story about Robert Evans and how he basically um he was plucked off the street to become this actor, uh I'd say probably in the l- mid to late fifties. And he eventually became like the studio head of Paramount when they were kind of in the gutter. And he just basically, you know, he brought them love story. He bought him. uh, he brought them, uh, the Godfather. He brought them, uh, Chinatown. And he said, while they were in like in ninth place, you know, he brought them to like, you know, first, a first place studio within a couple of years, and then, of course, it, you know, addresses his downfall, you know, which would be like, you know, cocaine. And it, and then he was in an, a mental asylum for a while, and he discusses his relationship with Jack Nicholson. And then he eventually gets back into the studio, and then he produces films like The Saint and Sliver and stuff like that, like, you know, later on in his career. I think he has since passed away, but it's actually, it's like a... Rise and fall and rise story about this, uh, you know, studio head that's probably responsible for probably some of the best movies to come out of the
1: 1970s. So, I highly recommend that too. And that's pretty much all I watched. Excellent, excellent. Well, I guess I will jump over to Mike. What have you watched? Well, um, first of all,
0: uh, you know, going back and watching some films I haven't watched in a while. Uh, Brandy and I, we watched sleep away camp two again. (laughs) Love that movie. Um, of course she had to sit there and listen to me go through and talk about how I've got the cool collection because it was the recalled first aid kit box. I have that one too. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I have Um, the second one. You guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also, uh, rewatched odd Thomas which that was Yay. awesome because I hadn't seen that in forever. And I've only ever seen it, I think, one time before, you know. So it was great revisiting that, forgotten so much, um, you know, but it, yeah, great, great revisiting it. So that was fun. Um, of course, last drive-in, I wasn't going to bring up the last driving because, you know, we do every time. But I just want to say that I th- I feel like I had – a hell of a lot more fun this last time than I have um, in previous ones, because I was following Joe Lynch's tweets. Oh yeah. The showing of mayhem. And it was freaking amazing. (laughs) What is my favorite line? Um, uh, Was uh, those who can't (laughs) have second rate B movie Oh, shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
2: It was,
1: it was great back and forth. <clears throat> mm-hmm. he, that, people that were taking always... it serious. They're like, fuck this guy. He's talking shit on Joe Bob. And he they yeah. didn't get that. It was like a joke back and forth.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll admit I was a little nervous. Cause I, I, you know, cause I know, um, I know that, uh, even when it's not his movie, Joe Lynch is watching and he's tweeting about it. He does every week. And then when I'm, it's like, Oh, it's mayhem. And And I didn't get home in time for the beginning. I kind of came in like right about when um, everything started going apeshit. And so I'm like, Oh, let's see what's going on with Twitter with Joe then. And then like, like the first one I read was like (laughs) something about fuck you, Joe Bob or something like that. And I'm like, "Uh Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, is this real? I I, I know like Joe's sense of humor, especially when he's talking to people that he knows can be rather crass and blunt so I didn't know. I, I wasn't quite sure. So I scrolled from the beginning and just read everything. And and I, I love right there at the very end, like Joe Bob replying back to one of the things that Joe Lynch had said and told him to fuck off to or whatever. And it was, that's kind of where it was like, oh, this is just fun back and forth. But yeah, that was, that made it, that just made watching the movie awesome. Even And I love Mayhem as it is, but yeah. That was that was fun. Anyway, um, I also watched that uh, that new Fangoria presents film, that movie porno. Mm -hmm. Mm. I watched that.
2: Oh, I heard it was okay. Eh. No,
0: no. It. I I don't know, man. Like, I didn't know if it was intentional, like for humor or what. But everybody's like talking i are talking religious in it, like they're talking about God and stuff like that, and all these religious aspects of everything. And almost, in and fact, that the movie's called "Porno" and it really has nothing to do with porno.
2: Right? The concept sounded great, and then it just sounded like it had a terrible name.
0: It, 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 it just a re- wrong name. It reminds me. It kind of reminds me of both our film "Demonica" and. Yeah. Um, popcorn, yeah. Um, only like <laughs> watered down of both. Whoa, yeah. Mm. And you know, and the idea because they find this film reel that apparently has this succubus trapped in it. So when they play the movie back, um, it releases the succubus and she's loose in the theater. And she's, um, I don't want to say killing them off one by one because pretty much everybody just lives. Spoilers, sorry. Um, but, uh, but that old story, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm, and, and after, cause I'm thinking like the film reel is going to be a, a porno film and they're calling it pornographic and stuff, but really it's like this woman, she takes off this robe, she's naked and then she gets blood flown, flown, uh, flung on her. She's covered in blood and that's it. Like, there's no simulated sex. There's nothing, you know? And I'm like. How can you call that a porno? I mean, it really sounded like a super religious group who would classify like a horror movie or or whatever that film reel would be just because there's some nudity in it and some weirdo images, and that makes it pornographic. So I don't know. I I, I doubt, especially being presented by Fangoria, that it's some kind of like hidden hidden propaganda message. But it kind of felt that way. Because hmm. like the the guy who runs the movie theater. They the, one of the opening scenes of the movie is all the employees of the movie theater before they open up that night are in a circle praying to God for having a successful night. And I'm like, what what is going on here? Tad
2: does that all the time at his movie theater.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, so I didn't and you know, it just and it's just another hour of just them running from room to room running away from the succubus, trying to find the succubus, running away from the succubus again. And I don't know, other than some cool movie posters that you see um, when the succubus is taken over the theater because they they had this like sweet, full-sized Orgy of the Dead poster in one scene. Um, but other than that, yeah, I was, I was kind of disappointed. I was really looking forward to that one. And then the last thing I watched, uh, I just watched today a movie um, from uh 2014 a New Zealand film called I Survived the Zombie Apocalypse. Now this one is a lot of fun. Uh it was on Tubi and um right now they are suggesting like every zombie movie under the sun to me. Like <laughs> it's all zombie movies in the comedy section. It's all zombie movies. In the horror section, it's all zombie movies. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to attempt to watch without getting burned? It could be
1: worse. Story? It could be Rob zombie movies. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. oh. Um, that's, that's a little hard. <laughs>
5: that's true.
0: Anyway, so I landed on this one because the premise sounded cool. Basically, these people are making a zombie movie, and then a real zombie apocalypse happens. And then I watched the trailer, and it looked really funny. And it's a New Zealand film, so it's got that style of humor to it as well. And it ended up being a lot of fun, so I highly recommend it. Uh, basically, this PA, or as I guess they refer to him in New Zealand as runners, um, his first day on the set, and he's this um, um, want to be like filmmaker himself. Just graduated from film school, has the script. He's trying to trying to get everybody on set to read the script, and you have all the stereotypes of like you know the asshole director, the diva scream queen, the um, the uh egocentric leading man you know and <clears throat> and you know and then eventually a you know, zombie outbreak happens my favorite character and i and i love it for so many reasons but the um the prop the prop master is this like he's an, he's like the one american on the set and he's this gun toten uh overweight hillbilly shoot first ask questions later type guy and i just love how we as americans are stereotyped in this new zealand film as this guy i i i love that i'm giddy about that but this character was just hilarious because when the zombie outbreak happens you know he's ready and he's already got all these real guns on his truck And, and Everybody's hiding out in the back of his truck and he's, he's getting shit ready to go out and fight the zombies. And then he has his little, his little montage of like, you know, strapping on his guns, putting on a headband. Then he goes to button up his vest, but he can't get it over his belly to button it up all the way. And that lasts like about a minute of trying, him trying to button it up. (laughs) And he's handing out guns to the others and he gives like all the guys guns. And he gives this one girl like a, um, an ax or something. And she's like, uh, you know, and this was my favorite line of the movie. How come I don't get a gun? When he replies, how come I don't get a vagina?
1: (laughs) This sounds like it's right up your alley. Yeah, it does. It's totally.
0: And so, and so they get off the truck and, And he's all ready to go. And he's got like these machine guns and he's blasting away, but they recoil and they flip up and he blows his own head off. He lasts (laughs) like five (laughs) seconds outside the track. It's freaking awesome. So I highly, highly recommend it, especially for that, for that character.
1: Um, uh, But uh, yeah, that's what I watched. Excellent. Well, I know um, Jason's probably watched way too much. So I'm going to go to Erica. What have you watched recently?
3: I'm going to say I probably watched more than Jason because yeah. it's June exploitation month. So um, for people who don't know, who that is F this movie does a challenge every year and they have a different category each day. Um, so uh, like today was eighties action. They have Italian horror, they have uh, Fulci cars, kids, like all these different categories. Um, so I'm already at 20 movies for the month. Cause I'm doing multiple Aha. movies for each category. <laughs> Um so and I'm at 445 movies for the year. So I think I got Jason Beat.
2: Yeah. guaranteed, <laughs> Man.
3: Um that's quarantine so. <laughs> <laughs> um so I guess some of the highlights I'll stick to like the horror movies that I've watched. Um the movie that I watched for the cars category was interesting. It was called Ferret Vampire uh or Ferrot Rather, F-E-R-A-T. It's a uh, film from Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic, but it was Czechoslovakia at the time. Um, And it's about a car that runs on human blood. Of course. That was fun.
0: I've heard that concept before, but not the title.
3: Yeah. It's on YouTube. um, So you can watch it there. Um, Then for the revenge category, I did Last House on the Beach, uh, which is (laughs) an Italian knockoff of left. And it is not for everyone. It is nasty, so just oh, be warned. <laughs> I don't
0: know that one either. And I love my Italian ripoff movies too. Um, oh,
3: what's her name? Um, Florinda Bulkin is in it. So, really? um, yeah. and she plays a nun with uh, some girls at the house, um, who whose house gets invaded by some criminals. But um, it it takes a while to kind of get there, but uh yeah, the end is oof, is all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> uh then I watched uh Revenge of the Dead, uh aka Zetter, uh Poopy Avati's. He did The House with Laughing Windows mm. and uh 1983, and that was really good too. Um I rewatched The Black Cat. Bull cheese for animals category. I actually did two for that, and I also did Tiger by the Tail, which has uh, Christopher George and Charo in it. <laughs>
2: this is random. Wait for Andy to do a Charo
4: impression. No, I don't know. Oh,
2: no.
3: <laughs> uh, let's see. I did like. Th- I did three movies for Jackie Chan. Um, and then let's see, yesterday was a free space. So I did a Japanese horror movie from 1986 called Entrails of a Beautiful Woman. Ooh. Oh, someone knows yeah. who this, this one. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I know <laughs> that one. I had it and it's um, I used to have it and it's a sister film.
3: Entrails, Entrails of, of a Virgin. Of a virgin.
0: Yeah. Um, on DVD. Yeah.
3: yeah this one is definitely not for anyone out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's about uh, a woman who is tortured and is injected with a drug that turns her into a giant penis monster. And then she takes <laughs> revenge. on them. <laughs> so, uh, it it's for, her- <laughs> <right now. laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the only other thing I did like before June exploitation started was I, I was like, I got to make room for some more movies and get rid of some stuff that I'm never going to rewatch. And so I, I grabbed three straight to video Lance Henriksen movies. And I think I'm going to be off of those movies for a very long time because that was painful.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that sounds like the greatest month ever. <laughs> What what, what is what is I'm the jealous. I'm gonna
4: have to so we've got last house on the beach and then mm-hmm. uh, what what is the last what is the name of the last one? <laughs> the Oh the, and the,
3: Trails of a Beautiful Woman?
4: And Trails of a Beautiful Woman who Yeah
3: penis, the penis monster penis monster woman. one penis yeah. mo-
4: <laughs> my god
0: <laughs> you gotta do a double you gotta do double feature with it in, in trails of a virgin though and trails of a virgin has a scene where this woman masturbates with the hand of a severed arm. Yep. <laughs> You're really selling it.
1: <laughs> I know, there. right? We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, is, does that conclude what you've watched? I mean, I don't know how you can top that, but
3: I don't want to go too deep into other stuff that I've watched. So I'll just leave it on entrails of a beautiful
1: woman. Yeah. The rest of it's probably on the dark
4: web. my God.
3: I mean, I have to use like placeholders on letterbox for a lot of the stuff that I watch because it's not even on letterbox.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, Jason, I wouldn't want to follow that, but, um, what have you watched? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man!
2: Well, since she, I I mean, I'll just start listening to all mine now. I was gonna highlight it, but no, I will still. I of course there was Dead Heat and Cannibal Holocaust. That was a really fun night. Yeah, I had
1: never seen Dead Heat before, so that was the oh, first time for me. Oh, I love that movie! It's so good, it's perfect yeah. for Joe Bob. Like I, really I love is. that he's been doing like one movie I know and love oh, every week, and then one that I've never seen. It's been working out perfect for me. And Especially
0: when he showed trauma's war, right?
1: <laughs> I like I said that last last time. Uh, I really liked him and Lloyd talking. I didn't care for the movie. Like yeah. I was, I absolutely loved seeing those two or listening to those two just talk. That was great, but yep. didn't care for the movie. I just know from
2: the minute I got to Tina's Friday night, I'm like, I just started being like, I started warming her up. I'm like, there's the second movie is going to be tough, and I just. <laughs> I kept bringing it up. I kept trying to warn her and, you know, it's the rite of passage,
0: sweetie. You can get through this. Did you, did you watch all cannibal Holocaust together?
2: Yeah. Nice. She oh yeah. It she made it? it through the whole thing. And she actually had a, and, and it was a good thing. I mean, she missed one of the animal things, the, the worst one, the turtle one. The turtle. She was getting some laundry and I'm like, you missed the best, worst one. So that's good. But she did it, the whole thing. And. Um, you know, uh, she won't be watching it again. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I Man. I could do without watching it again, but I was uh, just sort of excited to hear Joe Bob talk about it
6: for sure. And then
2: um, let's see what else. Uh, I'll skip over the non horror stuff. Um, yeah, Mayhem, and uh, it was the first time I'd seen Tetsuo the Iron Man. Me too. That's a movie. <laughs> I enjoyed Aww. it. I, it's not it was it was cool. It was cool it's for awesome. an experimental film, which is what it was. Um but I'll never watch it again. Uh then uh but what I was excited to watch is uh Scream, Queen, my nightmare on Elm Street documentary. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did we, we watch almost that? watched that last night. Yeah, it's uh the doc um, on on Shutter about Mark Patton and his adventures to and from Elm Street two, and it was great. It was great. It was really great, and definitely recommend it. It's on Shutter. Uh, yeah. Then I I watched the. Uh, did you have a question? Sorry.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, I saw that at um, Fantastic Fest in oh, yeah. September, that documentary. And uh, yeah, Mark Patton was there and did a Q&A um, oh, afterwards. Awesome. And he's so rad because most people who go there to promote their movies show up for like day of um, or the two days that it's, it's screening. He stayed for the whole thing and was meeting fans and like getting to people that were waiting and like... Um, waiting in line to see if there were empty seats, if they could buy a ticket to get in. Like he was like getting all these people in and he's just a great person.
1: That's good to hear.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Um, then I watched a uh, 1960s Burt I. Gordon's tormented.
0: Oh,
2: oh <laughs> yeah.
5: You
0: watched it with riff tracks.
2: This it bit was, again. It was in 3 k Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I, you do this to me every fucking time. <laughs> like I get so excited. I'm like, oh, you watched something cool. And it's oh, I no, still the did right? watch something cool. That's it, one of my favorite Bird Gordon movies, too, by the way. It's one of my favorite ones. If but, that? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was cool. Um, then I watched I finally
2: watched The Hunt, and that was Ooh, yeah. fantastic.
0: Way better than I thought it was
4: gonna be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, yes. Uh, oh, careful. Uh, they're just, there's just, uh, I guess I, the thing I want to say about it is kind of a spoiler, but too many people die. Um, that was hard anyway.
0: Yeah, and but the most important one survives. <laughs> debatable. What? And
2: what I watched, uh, on Hulu, I watched this one cause I thought it was, it reminded me of Flyboy. Um, it's a little comedy and it's about paranormal investigation called ghost team. And it's, it stars John header and Justin long.
1: Yeah. I saw that on David your uh, letter box and it piqued my interest.
2: Yeah. It's about this team that wants to be something in life. They want to do something. And, and there's this fake TV show that is hiring, looking for a new member. And if they turn in the, they make a tape and turn it in. Maybe he can get on, the, and then like he makes this team of all his reject friends that are all crazy and weird. And Justin Long is it might be his funniest. I don't know, he's really funny in it. um I think the movie as a whole, the comedy came out a little too dry, but I don't know, maybe if you. I don't know. It was, it was still good. It was still really funny and turned out to be pretty cool. Um, and then lastly, I watched the 2020 film that I was so excited to see because Kevin James had a super sweet beard and was a bad
1: guy called Becky. Yeah, I watched that last night. Yeah, I almost, I almost clicked on
0: that one too. It looked interesting.
1: We almost went to the drive-in last night to see it. Really? It was playing with the hunt. Oh man, oh, that's wow. a good combo.
2: Yeah, like I said, Kevin James is a bad guy. Joel McHale's in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, it was pretty rad. Very uh, Last House on the Left meets uh, Home Alone. Oh <laughs> wow, interesting.
2: <laughs> and it, uh, what I, lo- I mean, I loved. I-, I was really happy to see that Robert Maylett um, had a really good sized role in it. He's
1: that. Is David that a James. pun? Get a <laughs> good size role.
2: He's a large man. All of his roles large. are big
1: roles. That's true. But it was—he had a bunch of lines. He was a really cool. Part it was really great. His voice is even huge. It's just that, like, yeah. super super low. Yeah,
2: okay. and Becky herself did a great job and was a. She acted her ass off and uh, definitely recommended. I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah. Who would have thought Paul Blart was a white supremacist, but you know, oh, man. he's, he's a, he's a cop. Yeah. So not that surprising. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but, Oh boy. <laughs>
2: I'll just pass this back on to you. Uh, what'd you watch? Ted?
1: Um, I haven't watched a whole lot cause I've been busy with other stuff, but, uh, I really, like you said, I loved dead heat. That was a lot of fun. That was like bad fun, which is always fun on Joe Bob. Uh, Tasuo, the Iron Man, I loved that. I thought that was really cool and unique. Um, Loved experimental stuff, and it was short. It was like an hour long, so that's always a plus. And uh, I also watched Becky. I thought that was pretty rad and violent, and uh, can't wait to see what they do next. And then the only other thing I really watched was a Vice documentary called Bernie Blackout, and that made me more mad than anything. So uh, that was a big a big horror picture. I knew everything going into it, but, uh, just to relive it was a little painful, but haven't watched a whole lot of horror outside of Joe Bob. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've watched.
0: All right, cool. Well, I guess it's time to get at our topic at hand. Oh no, wait, it's time for Insane's games. That's right. It's time for Insane's Games with your host, Insane Mike. That's me. And the game we're going to play this time, if you couldn't guess from the music, we are playing The Vincent Price is Right. So, how the game is played, these are all, all these questions have to do with Vincent Price, obviously. And they're all number based. And just like The Price is Right, the person with the closest answer without going over wins so it'll be things like film budgets or grosses or hmm. stuff like that so oh my yeah so the first question is the box office uh, the box office take home for House of Wax from 1953 what was the box office totals for House of Wax from 1953 from Tad what's your guess from um, $1 Bob
5: Oh. One dollar,
4: Andy. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna say seventy five
6: thousand. <laughs> man, I don't know. Okay, oh, man, uh, Erica, two and a half million.
2: All right, and <laughs> and Jason. So now I gotta remember the rules. So the I just can't go over.
0: Closest to the closest to the actual answer wins, but you cannot go over And it. the
2: highest was twenty-five, two 2.5 2. 2. 5 million. Then 2.6
0: million. Okay.
2: Because <sighs> my original guess, if you asked me first, was going to be way more than that. But okay, go ahead.
5: Sorry.
0: Okay, so the <laughs> the correct answer is 23. Uh, 23,750,000. So Andy is the winner with 75,000. <laughs> what? You said 2.6, didn't you? Yeah. And that's over.
2: Oh, I thought you said
0: 23,750,000. 23, 23,750,000. Wait.
1: What? What are you. So, so Jason would won. I won. Yeah. Jason
0: won. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was (laughs) thinking 26 million.
2: (laughs) Sorry. My original guess was going to be 17,
0: but no. Yeah, so Jason won that one.
2: Okay. Yeah, this game's awesome.
0: (laughs) Suddenly. All right. So the number of Vincent Price's acting credits. Oh, my gosh.
1: Tad. 147. Okay. Andy. Oh, okay. Um,
4: One hundred fifty-seven. Okay, Erica. Mm,
3: Jason's gonna s- snipe <laughs> me again, no matter what I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. go high, go low. It's well, up to you. I have <laughs> to go first every time, so
3: that's true. Oh. Yeah,
1: maybe i I'll, ma- I'll, I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll alternate after this. All one.
3: right. Um, one fifty-one.
0: Fifty-one, and Jason one. You piece it of won. shit! You piece of
2: shit! <laughs> he has one acting credit.
0: Bob, <laughs> what's the answer? Uh, the answer is to spade neuter your
5: pets. Oh,
0: the answer is two hundred and six. <laughs> oh, damn! So Andy wow. won yeah, that one. Goes. Nice. Good job. All right.
5: Oh, Should have That's a <laughs> lot of credits. Oh.
0: So the next one is the film budget. Her last man on earth from 1964. So we'll start with Andy.
6: I'm going to say. 60,000. Okay. Erica. 86,000.
0: Okay. Jason. Sixty-one thousand. Sixty-one and Tad. Um forty-eight thousand. Forty-eight thousand. Um, let's see. Uh it would be Erica on this one because it was three hundred thousand.
1: Oh wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way more than it shows on screen. Ah. <laughs> I just think of like a sandwich was like four pennies back then. So right. <laughs> <laughs> film
2: budgets were nothing.
0: All right. So uh, let's stick with budgets and we'll do this next one. The budget oh. of Michael Jackson's thriller music video. Oh, Christ. Well, Erica
6: 1.8 million. It's a good guess. Yes. Jason? Two million. Yeah. Okay. Uh Tad.
1: Oh man, that's a tough one. Um I'm gonna go with something ridiculous I'm just gonna go high, like a hundred million. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know it's a music video right oh yeah but it's michael jackson dude he owned the elephant man's bones there's no price (laughs) did they perform (laughs) like plastic surgery
4: on set for michael jackson (laughs) (laughs) christ
0: i'm gonna say 2.3 million (sighs) 2.3 million and no one got that one because it was wait let me make sure yeah erica was the closest with uh with her 1.8, because it was 1.1 1. 1 million. Oh. Yeah, so no one got that one. This will be the last
1: one. I was really close, though. You we were pretty close. Yeah. We you were close. We were close. <laughs> um,
2: this one's for the win. Whoever yeah. gets this one. Oh, shut up. <laughs>
0: Makeup make up rules. <laughs> the worldwide gross box office for. Edward Scissorhands. Let's see. Who hasn't gone first? Me. I don't think I've
3: gone first. Okay. I don't think Erica I do. have
6: I mean, Not me. All right, I'll go Erica? first. I don't mind. Um,
3: 236 million.
0: Thanks. Okay. Jason. I wrote down 108.
1: 108 dollars. Million. Oh, Tad um, I'm going to go low this time and say 50 million Alright and Andy 12 bucks Extreme.
0: 12 bucks
3: <laughs> Sold one your, ticket
0: <laughs> <final answer? laughs>
5: uh,
0: Tad got that
1: one Because the correct answer was 86 million Tad always wins Ooh. Well, you, you just made the rule that, that this next person wins And I said no but you, you insisted So I guess I win
0: So, I guess we don't really, I mean, we have a four-way tie. Everybody got at least one one answer right. So, congratulations to all of you. You all are winners here at Insane's Games. Thanks for playing. (laughs) Oh, and now it's time to talk about the movies for tonight's episode for prom. So, Jason, what's the first movie we're going to talk about the tonight? first movie we're going to talk about is
2: from 1980. It's Prom Night. There's a special
7: night in the lives of all of us. A night we can break all the rules and make our own. Kelly.
5: tonight night. It's my
7: turn. Prom Night. For some, it's the end of innocence. For others, it's the end. <laughs> Prom Night. If you're not back by
5: midnight, you won't be coming home. Rated R.
1: Now showing at a theater or drive-in near you. Check your newspaper for showtime.
2: From Night, it's, uh, this slasher movie follows a relentless killer who is out to avenge the death of a young girl who died after being bullied and teased by four of her classmates. Now high school students, the guilt-ridden kids, have kept their involvement a secret. But when they start being murdered one by one, it's clear that someone knows the truth. Also copying also coping with the past are members of the dead girl's family, most notably her prom queen sister, Kim Hammond played by Jamie Lee Curtis. It's, this movie is basically the original. I know what you did last summer. Okay. Anyway, that's, that's prom night. What All right. Next.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, any, any relation to Reggie Hammond from 48 <laughs> hours.
2: It's directed by Paul Lynch. Um my least things. favorite Lynch. That's, oh. that's possible. Yep.
4: I like Kelly Lynch. What's happening?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry. Jason, what'd you think of Prom Night? I like I David Lynch. I think it's fine. I it, Dorothy Lynch it's, it's cool. Um I yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just sort of there.
2: It's just sort, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's clunky and it's, I don't know.
5: I, I don't really know what version I watch, know, but
4: man. everything was damn dark. Everything just seemed it? like really like like saturated and everything. I watched like, it on, I on.
0: Where'd you watch Shutter, it? Shutter. So I had on a DVD.
4: Oh, uh, it on DVD.
0: Yeah, maybe- it hasn't it hasn't had a nice restoration until it finally got the Blu-ray. Because I, I I thought the complete opposite. Because I watched this on Shutter, and I am assuming they got it from uh, the Blu-ray transfer because okay. I've never seen this movie look so good. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's always been like every time I've ever seen it, uh, you know, from VHS to DVD, it's always projected dark. Like the van scene, I could yeah. I like, was never able to 20. tell what the van scene was, what happened in that van scene, and this time I am like, oh. Yeah. They had sex and then died. <laughs> so I was, I, I was uh, well, typical pretty impressed on how much they cleaned it up. Here's uh, a sentence
4: I've
2: never said before. I thought maybe Leslie Nielsen was underused. He's, he's always underused. That's Watch your mouth. There's probably too much Leslie Nielsen in this movie, but
0: I oh actually, there was kidding. a scene, there was some scenes cut that was, uh that had more Leslie Nielsen in it. And, the movie would have been better if those scenes
4: were left in. <laughs> you in, might say so. In all honesty, guys, I mean, I, I, I kind of had a hard time getting through this one. I, 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 I like, I love the sequels to this, but this oh, one yeah. just like it's like a. To me, this is like a paint-by-numbers uh, Friday the Thirteenth uh, ripoff with like a rapey black Christmas voice. You know, you know, thrown thrown in for good measure. It's a, it's a, that's a good analogy. It's like a paint by numbers by somebody who's
0: never touched paint or a paintbrush before. <laughs> I'd have no frame of
1: reference what paintings look like. Yeah. It's like, uh, you, you were like, mom, can I have a slasher? And she's like, we have a slasher at home and it's uh prom night. it's like a hamburger on white bread it just sucks it's not as good i like the stuff there you know like it's much
2: better it's
1: still a burger and it has some good ingredients like jamie lee curtis you know but uh it just out of everything that she did in her sort of run as a scream queen this one uh you know at the bottom of that list for sure
4: this is the generic uh cereal for like you know fruit loops this is like tutti Fruities. Like great value, actually. Yeah, this is yeah, this is our family. This is an our family slasher.
0: <laughs> it um, it feels good to hear you guys say this because I mean, the franchise as a, whole, as a whole. I'm with Andy. I love this franchise. This is a rare case. I cannot think of another franchise where I like the other movies in the series way more than the original. The purge. It, I st- I like the original like purge. The first, too. Um. But but this movie is overall pretty generic. Um, You don't see all the kills happen off screen, um, whether they just they just um, are not seen or they're cropped out. Uh, There's no cool mask. There's no cool weapons, and a really lackluster, uneventful twist ending. Um, So watching it this time, I just honestly cannot understand how come this one. Has always stood out amongst those early '80s slashers.
4: I mean, is it you just gotta, because
0: of Jamie Lee and Curtis and American Treasure Leslie Nielsen?
4: I would, ass, <laughs> I would assume so. Because I mean, your your heavy is just a glorified cat burglar with an axe. Yeah, and he's just wearing a ski mask.
0: Yeah. I mean, they bedazzled it with some glitter, so that was nice. And he's awfully dainty. Yeah. Is that just me? I don't. When you see them, even like you right. know, I mean, I you know, and you don't always have to see the killer. If if, if Italian Jalo taught us anything, you don't see the killer till the end of the movie anyway. But still, like
5: I don't the, know, I the mean, poster's but cool. All,
1: posters, yeah. Cool.
0: Maybe that's what it is. The poster's classic. <laughs> Maybe the poster. also the fact that it's a Canadian horror film, and that makes a lot of, of
1: sense. Of the, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yeah, you
0: know, the whole franchise is is. Canadian. I don't know how to segue this, but I
2: think Erica has believes there's some redeeming qualities to this film.
3: (laughs) Oh, there's one. But I mean, this movie is just eh, overall. And the only reason it's not even really a redeeming quality, it's just personal preference, like child murder. And that's it.
2: (laughs) So she's pro child murder. Yeah. I
3: mean, it started, I mean, but it shoots its load like right off the bat. It's like child murder right up front. And so then the rest of the movie, I'm sitting there watching an hour of prom planning and then movie. Okay. It, it just, it, it's just there for me. I'm with you guys. I like, well, not the whole series. I like two a lot. I don't care. Yeah. I think three is okay for me. It's just, it leans way too far into the comedy for me. Uh, and I think four is god awful, but, uh, two, I think is fantastic. Yeah. But one, one Absolutely. just doesn't hold up. Like one is like, I watched it as a teenager and, uh, yeah, just rewatching it, it just doesn't, it's never, it's not one that I'm ever going to reach for again.
1: It's up there with um, Happy Birthday to Me as one that is cool on paper, has a cool poster, uh, mm-hmm. has a cool trailer, but the movie itself is like, blah. Yeah. Which again, just makes it so weird that this one
0: has stood out amongst a lot of those other films like Happy Birthday to Me or The Burning or whatever.
4: And, and God bless, God bless Jamie Lee Curtis, because, you know, I love her to death, you know, but her disco dancing, the way she's turning her head, it looks like she's getting her <laughs> mug mugshot profile taken, you know, just some of her dance moves are just pretty damn funny.
0: Um, this movie also had the, the, the actress that played Wendy is um, Anne Marie Martin. And I know her and love her from the 80s uh, cop comedy, Sledgehammer, as Dory mm. DeRoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was also in The Boogans and apparently Halloween, too. But, um, yeah, when she, was, when she was on Sledgehammer, I, I kind of had a crush on her. So uh, Also in my notes, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, her tennis skirt when she was playing tennis was so short, you could almost see her penis.
2: Oh, come on.
0: Aww. What?
1: Really? Come on. What? You can hear everybody uh, clicking off this episode.
5: <laughs> that, was, that was a
2: good run, guys. It's was a really <laughs> good run. We got
0: 211 episodes. <sighs> Thanks, fearless leader. <laughs> You're welcome.
5: Uh,
0: I knew that joke was going to get the scent, but I did it anyway. Um, interesting facts about this movie. Uh, the actor Brock Sampson is the only actor who appeared in all four prom night movies. Lucky and <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton High School is the the school that's um, featured in all of the prom night movies as well. He's like Although the Eugene Lucky. Levy
1: of the prom night, <laughs> yeah. Franchise. Yeah.
0: He totally is. <laughs> Uh, also, I also have on my notes composer, Paul Zaza, uh, who did the score also wrote all the disco songs and he wrote all the disco songs in only five days, which is, I assume the length of time it takes to write any disco song. <laughs> mm. Hmm. So yeah, prom night. Are we done with prom night already? <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of dissent.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Fine. I won't talk anymore. I'm going to turn it over to Tad for the second movie. All right, our second movie is a 2009 movie, "The Loved Ones."
5: Can you go to the dance with me? I'm
1: going with Holly. Guess who asked me to the dance?
5: Tommy, who is she? i never tell. pretty as a picture. What are you looking at? Bring the hammer, Daddy. This year's Queen of the Dances, Lola Stone. <laughs> really. <There is. laughs> Love is
1: like a
5: flame. Burns it
7: boils your brains and turns you into one of.
1: Well, The Loved Ones, uh, I'm just going to read from IMDb. Uh, when Brent turns down his classmate Lola's invitation to the prom, she concocts a wildly violent plan for revenge. So this movie sort of kicks off. Uh, we get to know Brent. He is learning to drive. He gets in a car accident and I believe kills his father, which puts him and his mom in sort of a downward spiral He's sort of the goth kid at school. Not the goth, just the angsty kid, I guess you would say. Um, and this movie sort of flips the stereotype on the head of the guy getting rejected um, when asking someone to go to prom. The girl actually asks, and he turns her down. And he pays for it in a very, very violent fashion. And uh, I love this movie. I blind It was a blind buy for me from... A local video rental store they had the d v d for sale. I picked it up, took it home, had no idea what I was in for, and uh it's become one of my favorites of the last i guess ten years since it's been released already um uh, written directed by Sean Byrne, who also did the devil's candy love it oh yeah, it nice. was awesome too love that yeah. So he's he's that's the last thing he did, but um, it's great to you can tell now like that I say that like the tone is very similar, very violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I love the colors in this one. I love the cinematography. The score is cool. The performances are so cool. When uh, her dad brings him home and straps him down, you get to meet Bright Eyes, I believe is what they call her. I'm assuming mm-hmm. is that grandma or mom or I I think I, their whole the wife. Yeah, the the yeah, family uh, died. Dy- assume
0: it's
2: the mom. I, the, I thought it was the dad's new girlfriend. Right.
1: I think I don't made. think it's her mom because the way she sort of has yeah. that attitude towards her, she gets jealous. Uh, the whole family dynamic is fucked up because, you know, she's trying on the prom dress that dad bought her, and he's sort of checking out her body, gives you the creepies. Um, yeah, I mean, this poor kid Brent but, goes through so much, and uh, then the the side story of his friend hooking up with the goth girl, and that that's that's yeah, a, brings amazing. some nice uh, funny moments to a otherwise very serious and brutal movie. I love the balance. I think that's perfect because it yeah. yeah we get a little it, palate cleanser right before you go right back into this kid getting drilled through the head and thrown into a pit of um, brainless. I wouldn't say zombies, but Poor people who have also been kidnapped, I guess. The people uh, under the but, stairs, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, spoiler: right when you think he's finally getting saved, and someone shows up looking for him, they get fucked too. But uh, you know, Brent finally does get some revenge on her and the family, and and uh, takes out Dad, and yeah. What a violent, fun ride. I love this one. Um, you, you definitely feel for Brent. You, I mean, I don't know if you necessarily feel for her. There's times at the beginning where you sort of feel for her because she's awkward, but then you realize what length she's going to and you don't feel for her anymore and you want to watch her get fucked up. But uh, I love this movie. What do you guys think?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it too. Uh, it's the second or third time I've seen it. Um, I agree with everything you said. I, uh, Tina was like, she pointed out. I'm like, Brent didn't even really be that mean to her in the beginning. No, no, he you wasn't. Know, like, I thought he, he let her down. Okay, you know, it could have been way worse. But holy shit, the fucking shit he goes through. This family's so fucked up, and it's just a nonstop. Like, what the what is gonna happen next? And and I still, this time watching it, I had a my least favorite part of the whole movie is when that guy, when you think he's getting out, and the dad, the guy, I'll say, whoops, the the guy comes to save him and doesn't, and like that's yeah. just that's just not needed, and that's just sad because. But I he's think that that is in, in that pit, right?
1: Yeah, well, I think it is. I mean, not necessarily needed, but to me that gave you sort of a false sense of hope. And then it's like, all hope is gone when happens, which is devastating, but it make gives you those feelings, you know, it it gets you emotionally invested in this movie. (sighs) But at the same time,
4: you look at that, that, that goth girl, Mia, not only did she, now she's lost her, she lost her brother and now she's lost her father because of this
1: family. Yeah. And she was sort of fucked up in the beginning, you know, she just gained a really
2: cool boyfriend yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh. but
4: yeah that that definitely the the relationship between me and uh that other guy uh that's definitely a release valve that this that yeah. this film needs at certain points because it's just like it's it's just so intense and so brutal you're just like yeah it's 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 cringe worthy moments, but you want to say okay, like you know, when are you want to keep watching because like when are we going to hit a ceiling with this crazy shit? And I just and then they drill into
2: his fucking head, and you're like, there's no way you're taking our main character
0: and actually going through with it, and they
2: do twice.
0: My favorite part of that is seeing the smoke. Oh, from the drill hitting the the bone.
2: That like make, There that, is no
0: way out of this. That little detail has made it all the more
2: painful. Any lobotomy stuff or shock therapy stuff, I just I can't deal with it. It's so hard.
1: It's just so hard. I, I love the scene where he's down in the pit and she's looking over the edge and he grabs the handgun and shoots up at her and hits the disco ball. That's just such a... <laughs> it's just a well a well shot scene, like yep. looking down the, the the angle they shot it from, down in the pit, looking up at her, and she's looking down like she has no idea. And then he he grabs a gun and it hits that disco ball and sheds, and it you know sprays the light everywhere. It's just a a beautiful shot. Well done.
4: This is why you don't spoil your kids. <laughs> this <is a> movie <laughs> and the boy Ugh. After getting, uh, finally getting out of that chair after all that shit, you know, drilled into his head, he's got knives, you know, pounded In into his, his. And then he gets, through, and then he's got a, you know, thank God she threw that hammer down at him because he would, you know, he had to fight off all those
1: guys trying to eat him. Yeah, my God, yeah.
2: relentless.
1: Yeah, and the they, other lesson you learn is take the goth chick to prom, right? Absolutely, it's clearly. <laughs> Always
6: ask the girl.
2: <laughs> Erica, this movie took place after nineteen eighty. So I know. God, what did, what'd you think? What'd you think?
3: This is uh one of the few movies of this century that I actually like. Yes. So um, You got one, guys. Yeah, you got one. But I oh. but the it does so many things effectively. Like it's it's not this like hyperkinetic you know uh charged movie it's perfectly well paced and balanced it does uh, like the uh show don't tell really well like the fact that yeah. brent is a cutter like yeah. he never has to have that conversation with like a counselor or his girlfriend or a friend you just see the scars you see the blade around his neck um it it has so much so many things in it that make you uncomfortable like the the like mike mentioned the the smoke coming out of when he's drilling the Mm -hmm. forehead um and it's got that you know that relationship that makes you not just like what's happening physically in the gore but the relationship also makes you uncomfortable it's got that girl with the the daddy issues and the dad who's looking at his daughter the wrong way and it's like she's almost like i was reminded a little bit of uh Toys are not for children. Um Mike, you watched no. that one or? No, I
0: don't I I don't know that one.
3: Okay. Um it's basically a girl with daddy issues and turns to prostitution and I don't want to spoil it, but that movie's not for everyone, just like Toys are not for children. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, I I like this is this was a rewatch for me. Um and yeah, it uh like I mentioned, it's just one of those few movies from this century that I like.
2: Was <laughs> writing this good? It's hard to deny. You're right. Well,
1: imagine like my surprise. I picked this up at Family Video. It was like a dollar or something. They always do these like big DVD clearance sales, and I was like, that cover looks really cool. I had never heard uh-huh. of it. Uh, it had. It was like a new release at the time, so it must have been you know ten years ago when it when it hit DVD or nine years ago or so. And I took it home, not knowing a thing, not seeing a trailer, not hearing a word about it. And oh, holy man. shit, man, <laughs> like what a ride. I'm like, oh my God. And I go online and I'm telling all my horror friends. I'm like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And half of them were like, yeah, dumbass. Like everybody knows that one. And the other <laughs> half, the of my friends, been.
2: we've been there. We've right.
1: That, now man. the other friends were like, you know, no, never heard of it. I'm like, come over. Let's watch it. Yeah. Sometimes those blind buys pay off really well.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. This is one, one of those. Oh Yeah. And then that just makes those movies all the more special because it was a blind buy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm with everybody. Love this one. I love the loved ones. Um, there's just so much going on in this movie. Uh, the moment when he's climbing the the rocks, and he has that kind of like moment where he stops and he he's like about it. leaning back like you think he's going to kill himself and maybe that's even what's going through his head but then when the rocks slip and it becomes a reality to him the actual death like he fights to save himself and that is such a like i th- i think a huge character moment for him in this movie to carry on through the rest of this through the rest of rest of this film um and why he is, why he survives what happens to him and why he fights to survive um what's happening to him in this in this movie but uh yeah oh it's and it's it's brutal like (laughs) so many cool so many cool little things like i drew a comic back in the day i have this character who's like my version of batman if batman was same origin but batman was bruce wayne was like dirt poor and he would use like things like chainsaws and machetes and power drills as weapons. So, so like super. What's that?
1: Sort of like super James gun, super.
0: Oh no. My character is way more demented than his, his, cause his, his mask is made of human flesh. So there's a little bit of leather face in it too. <laughs> okay. Um, so he would like, you know, beat up criminals and, and whatnot, obviously, and would have no remorse about killing them, but also would love to just torture them so I, I wrote a scene where he's like beating he's beating up and cutting up these bad guys and like takes takes salt and pours salt on the wounds, and then they do it in this movie. I'm like, yeah, oh that's gnarly. Yes. mm-hmm when they she cuts this big you know their initials and the heart and all that on his chest like he's like he's a fucking tree, and then just dumps salt on it Like and his, oh, that's his awesome. screams in this movie is. That's hard to listen
2: to.
1: Scream King. Right. Yeah. I sort I of.
0: wonder if the the filmmakers were big fans of Motel Hell because those gurgly mm. screams after their voice boxes were destroyed um, really reminds me of the people uh, with their throats cut in Motel Hell when they're buried up to their necks for Farmer, Vincer's fr- Farmer, Farmer Vincent's Fritters. Oh, and what about and just again with the brutality, that scene after she gets she gets hit by the car <laughs> and then she's still trying to crawl to kill them using yeah, the knife to pull her. It reminded
1: me of uh, Chucky in Child's Play 2 when, you know, he has like the knife as a hand and he's melted and he's like dragging his <laughs> body on the ground.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But and I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, this is just she's relentless and this is so brutal. And then I looked at her wrist. Yeah,
1: wrist.
4: Hand? Mm-hmm. Like, the
0: wrist was gnarly the the bones are protruding out of the top of the oh my god it was awesome. And
2: then it went yeah, into it like the bad. longest push in shot of the whole movie and it just slowly fade, you know, the music's pretty, it gets quiet, It zooms in on her way way into her face and
0: bam. And then thud. Yeah. Is,
2: oh man, it's such a cool such a cool sequence.
0: Yes. And I, I'm with Tad, the, the color, the colors in this movie, the color scheme. I love it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just all, I just, the older I get, the more I realize when it comes to cinema, don't, I don't give me those washed out colored movies where they just flush all the color. out. I like, I like bright colors and pretty things that like catch my attention and just the nice, beautiful, colorful palette that this movie has.
1: I, I do appreciate like what Erica was saying about how subtle they sort of tell his story. Like the, the rock climbing thing is, uh, you know, not directly said you, you sort of feel through his emotions that way. And same with, you know, like his wrists and stuff, like we learn so much about him without him saying, really saying anything. Uh, and, you know, we can all probably relate in some way or another to that uh that you know he's gone through a lot of bad shit you know and he's dealing with it and like his poor mom you know stuck at home not knowing where he is what's going on uh but the the dad in this uh the girl's dad is another great performance too he's like scared of his own daughter nervous wants to make sure that she's you know happy and spoiled (laughs) and taken care of but he just plays it so perfectly because then they're sitting at the table and uh, she's like, you know, who's prettier bright eyes or me? And he's like, he's scared to, well, you're both pretty. And it's like, dude, you know, bright eyes, isn't going to attack you. You tell her she's prettier. Come on, man. Yeah. And as, as much, you know, gore
0: and disturbing imagery is in this movie. Nothing was grosser than them eating that fried chicken gross
3: i'm right there with you that's a pet peeve of mine i can't <laughs> oh. watch people eat like hot wings or like meat on bones like ugh. oh
1: like man. like oh, when the gremlins, the eat, over their when the gremlins eat chicken And gremlins that's like the grossest scene of the movie mm. <laughs> yeah that chicken in that movie looks really gross it's like stringy and goopy Ugh. yeah anyways ugh.
0: Yeah, so highly recommended. And I already forgot what what other film did you say the filmmaker?
1: The, Dev- the Devil's Candy. Devil's Candy, yeah. that's right. I love that movie. Is he yeah. done
0: more? Because you know, that's two for two, very solid movies.
1: He hasn't directed anything, and that was 2015, so he's gone that's, five years. That's wild.
0: Um, yeah. anybody out there who has not heard of Devil's Candy, you need to check it out. I love it for because I've always said I, I love I love 80s heavy metal propaganda horror movies where heavy metal's the bad guy. (laughs) Metal exploitation? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, Like Trick or Treat or Black Roses. But the thing that always disturbed me about it, it's like horror movies and heavy metal were so attacked during during the 80s by parents groups and religious groups and whatnot you would think those two would merge and join together and devil's candy i think is finally the movie i've always wanted to see representation of heavy metal in um in a horror film because the heavy metal head turns out to be the hero of the movie and at first at first when you watch it you don't think it's going to go down that path you think he's going to get like possessed and all this shit but You know, all those, all those typical tropes, but so it was cool finally see, for me seeing, you know, heavy metal being the hero, and then this that's like kind of that whole role reversal thing of your um, stereotypes and expectations for things like metalheads or horror movie fans. So,
1: yeah, the, these are t- two the uh, two features he's written, two features he's directed. He hasn't done anything else. Loved Ones was his first uh, feature he wrote and directed, and Devil's Candy was a second. He, he's done what? some shorts, but that's pretty impressive. Two for two. It's
0: two for two. I, I, you know, I would like to hear and say I would love to see him do more. But if if that's the pace he needs to do to keep putting out <laughs> solid material, then you know, by so, you know, by all means, keep your pace. Let's keep putting out good quali- quality product. Yep. <clears throat> all right. So, Andy, what's what's our last movie
4: for this evening? <sighs> our last film is uh, was released in two thousand and eight, and it's called Dance. Of the
7: dead. I know this is last minute, but will you please go to the prom with me? Ew, get lost, Jimmy. You will remember tonight! Your prom ticket! We don't have dates to the prom. I was gonna go, but then my day ate bad spinach. Wow. Uh, come on, Steven Astor! the car! Steven Come on!
5: Did you guys hear
1: that?
7: Oh, hell. From the creative minds behind 30 Days of Night and the grudge movies.
1: Why is this happening?
7: End of
5: the world. God's flushing the toilet.
7: That was disturbing. If we don't stop those things from getting to the prom, then our world is over. Little lady, you'll get
2: the machete.
0: But I don't know how to shoot a machete. All right,
7: where y'all going? To the prom to kick some zombie ass.
1: Who are you guys? We're the Sci-Fi Club.
5: We're here to rescue you.
7: Dead. Wish it was a corsage.
4: Okay. Dance of the dead. Um, the basic premise of this is uh, due to the this uh, relatively small town's nuclear power plant, Um, the dead are coming back to life and pretty much all traditional zombie rules apply. You know, you get bit, you know, you turn into one. Um, they also, uh, they kind of bridge the gap between slow zombies and fast zombies in this one, as far as I can tell. Um, but, uh, basically they're, uh, a lot of the uh, the townspeople who are getting infected, you know, they're running amok and also they all end up at the prom for some reason. Um, but uh, and it's up to a lot of the uh, rejects in the high school to basically go and defend and stop this zombie outbreak. You know, it, you've got like the class clown, you've got the sci-fi club, you've got the, you know, stoner musicians um, and you've got, uh, pretty much as far as I can tell, the town bully, you know, all of these, uh, character archetypes that, you know, you, uh, I mean, basically, if you ever went to high school, you pretty much, uh, grew up with. And that's one of the aspects of this film that I actually really, really like. And it's what gives it heart because you can identify with every single one of the ca- characters, you know, that are on the screen. Um, uh and and in typical zombie movies you know i think a lot of them are just lambs led to slaughter when somebody dies you know you just say okay it's a zombie movie it was it was bound to happen but like when some of the characters get bumped off in this which you know is inevitable it's happened i think it has i think it's it's got more of an effect at least it, at least it did to me you know uh i identified with the characters m- more And I think that's what makes, you know, you know, whether it's horror or sci-fi or drama, if you make your, if you have good characters, that's what makes the movie. And I think I identified with all the characters in this. Um, The coach uh, is one of my favorite characters in the movie, even though some of the stuff that he says isn't, you know, too, you know. (laughs) It's a, it's a little, yeah, it's, it's a little much, but oddly enough, it actually works for the character because I've known coaches like that. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, some of the one-liners in this are, are just great. Some, some, some of the gags, um, you know, by, by the way, the, uh, uh, but I've never fired a machete. Uh, that girl, uh, perfectly cast as a, as a ditzy cheerleader, but <laughs> truth be told, um, if you watch these, uh, watch the special features, she's, she says what well, the director said, well, you're just, you're going to be working with a machete. And she put up these two fingers like guns. She just goes, bang, bang. And he just goes, that's not what a machete is, honey. <laughs> and yeah, so that, uh, line, I've never shot a machete was actually put in afterwards because that was what, that was like an actual experience between her and the director. And he loved it so much. So he put it into the movie. Um, I could talk forever, but I really, really like this film. It holds a special place in my heart because this was actually a blind by myself. Uh, What did you guys think?
2: Um, I really liked it a lot too. I, Um, right from the get go, uh, it was nice to, I mean, I like all zombie movies that are comedies. It seems like, I mean, any comedy horrors, it's just so much easier to have fun with. Um, it it was kind of obvious it wasn't the biggest budget thing in the world. So immediately, Mm -hmm. but I did feel that heart right away. Um, I completely had already decided that I liked this movie and was liking it. And and enjoying it, and then we get to the convenience store, and I see my friend Toby sells <laughs> is, the, is the convenience store clerk, and I'm like, that's no what what is going on? That looks like Toby, and sure enough, that I jumped on the IMDb, and it's Toby, and then I start, I'm like, wait a minute, zombie movie. And then I looked harder, and turns out Toby had and his company had done the special makeup effects and did all the zombies and toby was the guy who did our movie collapse
0: so jason you know got so excited he texted me He's like did you see who the convenience store clerk guy was you didn't even know and well and he's like it was to- toby and i'm like and i and i remember sitting there watching the movie thinking that guy looks like that guy, <laughs> that guy looks like toby but not ever even imagining in a million years no. it'll be toby no <laughs> And I don't know why I didn't. I know. I know the guy is a makeup artist. I know he's done a lot of movies. Why wouldn't he have shown up in this movie? But I was in denial, I guess. But yeah.
2: And I looked into it harder and saw that it was shot in Georgia. And I knew that he lived in Georgia. So I'm like, oh, Ooh. this just makes sense. That's definitely Toby. And uh, so I reached out to him to see if he wanted to say anything about the movie. But he said he was having, uh, what's the... I, some, yeah. medical, some medical issue, some medical thing. Nothing too severe, Aww. but it t- t- taking some morphine. So he wasn't yeah. uh, feeling good enough to get on to say anything. But yeah. other than he had a lot of fun, and yeah, it was so cool to see Toby because he <laughs> and 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 when we uh, hired him to do our movie Collapse, which was a zombie movie, he was hesitant because he had been doing zombie movies like crazy. Had, yeah, you know he's from Georgia, so The Walking Dead had started, and he'd. Worked on it and was going to be working on it and was already kind of, you could feel he was near the end of his zombie rope and, but he still did our movie cause him and Mike got along really well. And, uh-huh. and, uh, so this had to be one of the movies that it, it looked like he, he probably did this movie right before he did ours. And, and you can just, I don't know, there's. After I, I mean, I, I decide. I just wanted to say, I decided I liked this movie before I knew Toby was in it, and then <laughs> I'm like, oh, and Toby and his effects. That uh, yeah. I'm like, and I loved it even more. And it's just Toby, not like it now. And,
0: Toby also did the Crazies remake, and you know, oh, uh, cool, yeah. And so I like his work. He does really good work. I was, I was always just, I'm just so happy the work he did on our movie Collapse and he does good work but i remember having conversations with him on the set of collapse and you know me reassuring him that i am as far as a director goes i am an effects man's director because i know <laughs> what it's like to for a director to treat his effects artist as an afterthought you know or or not listening to the uh, effects artists you know um ideas and 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 thoughts as well because you know, again, going back to Tom Savini. Well, I guess this isn't the bonus episodes. So you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But with, like Tom, but with like Tom Savini, a lot of his effects was dependent on them being shot a certain way, and that goes probably goes true for for most effects artists. So, you, so a director has to pay attention to that stuff. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I remember having conversations with him on set, and just him me him telling me stories about you know doing zombie stuff and you know since they have to do a lot of zombies for a particular scene for any movie or TV show or whatever you do your practic you do your hero zombies which is the ones that need to be right up in front in front of the camera then you've got like secondary zombies which you know the makeups are a little more rushed than the hero zombies and then you have the background zombies that either you just slap some paint on or throw a rubber mask over and and times where he um um, you know, you know, and his his art is on the line here when it gets in front of the camera, right? And you know he'll tell people like these um, you know these these zombies are designed to be up front. These zombies are designed to be like kind of in the middle, and these design these zombies are designed to be to the back. they you know, they they're filler. you, you you're not supposed to get close ups of these. These are not you know the good quality stuff. And then he'll turn around and he'll see be seen scenes being shot where the background zombies are up front, right in front of the camera. And so kind of watching this movie, I'm like, I wonder if he was talking about <laughs> dance of the dead. there was a few zombies and I'm like, yeah, those, those look more like background zombies.
2: Yeah. And, and then they, and they kind of did what we did. It seemed like that they kind of took over a town watching the special features. And then a lot of townsfolk are used as extras and they had a school that they used to just, put everyone in and do the zombie work. And anyway, so yeah. I, and, and yes, the movie I thought was great. It was really funny. I enjoyed the kids um, and, and their play. Um I, But then once I, but once I learned it was Toby, then I'm like, I'm all in on this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's really great to see him and his work. And, and I don't, I don't think we've ever said this before, but if you want to see a non funny zombie movie that Toby worked on, I, our movie collapse can be seen on Tubi. The Tubi app,
4: but yeah,
2: the only place you can see it. But
4: and anyway, I like I like the fact that there is a well, you did see a a real raunchy um, r- zombie makeout session in Dead Alive, but there's a more tasteful oh, zo- there's a more tasteful zombie makeout session <laughs> in uh, um, Dance of the Dead.
2: It was gross but, and hot. How well, they do that? <laughs>
0: Well, I I, I gotta <laughs> say, I I'm I'm actually kinda glad that scene was there because that couple was the couple that upset me as far as losing them.
1: Yep.
0: So I'm like Yeah, I was
1: surprised they both died. Like I that was yeah. something in this one that sort of took a curve. Like I sort of saw him as almost a lead. So Because yeah, you were really rooting for him. Because even nope.
0: though this is a zombie film, even though this is a comedy, there's still development of character, characterizations in this, and and exactly. storylines going on with these characters in this movie. And their storyline was one of the more in, ones I was invested in because um, she liked him, but she was going to go to the prom with this other guy, and like, and she was unaware that you know he liked her. And then they finally she finally figures that out, and it looks like things are going to come together, and then they both get zombified
4: yeah and um i guess i haven't done a line of the movie (laughs) in a long time but my personal favorite is um 30 more minutes of the brick channel all brick all the time (laughs) that's that's my favorite favorite (laughs) line of the movie and by the way um and hopefully Stephen Tracy is listening. Uh, the coach reminded me like what a old version of Stephen Tracy would be because they look <laughs> so damn similar. I'm just really? like, is that like Stephen in like another 20 to 30 years? This, this really Pretty pissed good off guns. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. really pissed off gym teacher saying a 20, too 30 years. You're,
0: you're being years. kind. I have like five more years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some of the dialogue's a little dated. Uh, yeah. Confederate flag now. in the
4: in the uh, uh, garage and um, but yeah, just you know, dropping the the detonator and the potato chips and you, son of a bitch. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, just my favorite. R-
0: my favorite character was the Kyle, the bully guy. I liked him a lot.
1: Yeah, they definitely hit every uh, stereotype in high school. They had the the stoner rocker guy, they had the cheerleader, the nerds, you know mm mm-hmm. checked everything off
4: the list yeah i mean i I identified with uh i guess for me personally i i identified with um, the coach <laughs> well, the <laughs> coach, yeah, uh but uh probably done you know because i was i i was a pizza. Well, I didn't deliver, but I made a lot of pizzas in high school and I was the, I was the class smart ass. I mean, yeah. And I had, and I had a, I had a, I had a, and now got, you're the podcast dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I listened, I listened to your shit. So yeah, I must be a dumbass. <laughs> no, you're still um, a smart ass too. So, <laughs> um, the, and I had a science teacher that fucking hated me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I completely, uh. Yeah, identify with with Dun. but yeah, he had a, he had a girlfriend. I didn't. Oh, so. <laughs> now Eric I just have a wife. I drive up the wall. So yeah, Eric has been
2: pretty quiet. I'm <laughs> a little worried.
3: I hate this movie.
5: Oh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's this is like horror comedy is my least favorite sub and yeah, like. this is like the opposite of what I was talking about, what I liked in the loved ones. You know, it has that like super fast energy and everything is predictable and you know, it's, I get it. Like, you know, yes, there's characters that were developed and you know, I'm invested in a couple people and I'm with Mike. Like, yeah, that one couple, I was kind of like, Oh, I didn't think they were going to die. And, but I still knew they were going to end up together. Just how they did was unexpected, but
5: mm-hmm.
3: this is just one of those things where, you know, the, I don't remember his name. Who's the Fohawk guy who was shooting the gun all the time. Kyle. Kyle. He, of course uh, it's Kyle. <laughs> he's
5: a Kyle. Yeah. So
3: yeah, he, you know, he's one of our, quote-unquote heroes in it because he's shooting all these zombies and uh, the people are are, uh, the kids are upset when he dies and it's like he called a couple he used homophobic slurs earlier in the movie and we as an audience are supposed to be like oh that's one of our heroes and the same thing goes for the coach who's like you said he's got the big fucking confederate flag hanging he says the same homophobic slurs He says something like, "When he's going to set off the bomb, it's Hiroshima time." Like, I don't want to coach. Reminded me of the
1: the asshole like football coach in high school that uh, picked on every kid who had asthma and and never. He peaked in high school. Yeah, and uh, he lives. You know, he's like terrorizes the neighborhood. Everybody hates him. Yeah, yeah.
3: I and. he did a good job. Like he is a, he is that character. He is yeah. completely hateable, but he is one of our heroes and he lives like he doesn't get his comeuppance. And I need that for someone like that. And, you know, and I'm on letterboxd and I see like all these people comparing this to return of the living dead and cemetery man and oh, night of the creeps. Oh, no, and that's a fucking all, insult no. to yeah. me. That's yeah. just, that's absurd to me. It, the, the whole pop punk soundtrack for like every single transition scene was giving me a headache. Like I just, this, this is not, this is not my speed. This is not my movie. Like I, I can see why some people would like it, but this is not the kind of movie that I would, would ever want to go back to. And, and it was funny cause like I looked at letterbox first and I saw like, Oh, a bunch of people I follow gave this three stars and up. I didn't count Jason's because Jason's taste is completely opposite of mine, but um, (laughs) like, you know, other people I follow gave it good reviews, but I just can't with, with this. And uh, so no, this is, this is not a movie for me. I will say one nice thing about it though. Uh, One line that did make me laugh was when one of the kids got offered some weed and he said, no, thanks. I'm high on life. Like <laughs> that made me giggle. I was like, it, cause it was his delivery of it too. So I was like, it gets that. I didn't give it the worst rating on letterbox, but it's certainly. I, Oh, you know what? Another nice thing I can say about it is that, <laughs> and this is just to compare to something else. Um, I started looking into like other prom horror movies aside from like the prom night franchise. And I was like, Oh, what else is out there? And I watched this other movie, uh, it's fairly recent too, it's 2000-something, called Prom Ride, and that one was god-awful. Like, that one is irredeemable. So, Dance of the Dead is better than that movie, for me.
1: <laughs> oh man, I think I almost picked that for the show. I, th- I think... Uh, <laughs> The line of, you know, the kid getting offered weed and saying, no, I'm high on life. That's like uh, our motto here at Attack of the Killer podcast. <laughs> it, <might be. laughs> it really might be. Like we all like, we're all, we're all pretty uh, positive about all the movies, especially Jason. Like I don't I don't remember the last time he didn't like a movie on here. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, and we're, uh, all of us are non-drinkers, non-smokers. So uh, I, I think this one... It's, we're
2: a rejects that got to save all these yahoos from the zombie outbreak.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yep. it's a little—it's a little tough for us uh, to say because all of us know somebody involved in this movie,
5: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so we're coming at it f- definitely from a bias. For I mean, sure. and, and we've for made sure. that very clear. I mean, Jason right away said, you know, as soon as he saw his friend, he's like, "I'm all in." Uh, so it's hard to go in. This is a first time watch for me it's not something I'm going to be rewatching by any means. It wasn't, uh, it it did not offend me in any way. I wasn't angry about watching it. Um, it, it reminds me of something that I would turn on in the middle of the night on a movie channel, like stars or something. It'd be on at 2 AM and I would come in halfway through and, and start watching it and finish it, uh, easily digestible. Um, but I think it suffers too, because I'm just so over zombies and, uh, same. This one yeah. doesn't do anything different with it for Market's
4: me. Pretty saturated
1: at this point. Yeah, and that's not, you know, maybe when it came out and I watched it it would have been different, but now yeah. it's just you have to really do something for me to give a shit about a zombie movie. And uh, you know, the the makeout scene was funny and, you know, I was really hoping the coach would eat shit and and get <laughs> killed off brutally cuz I hated him too. Uh I uh, there there wasn't really a whole lot of it's like they they sort of killed the only characters I remotely cared about which bummed me out uh you know like she said the like Erica said the the bully with the fohawk I hated him too and was hoping he'd get his and I don't know if they're trying to make it like that classic story of uh the jerk that turns around and ends up saving them and now you know he's redeemed or something but yeah I don't know it's like I said, I I didn't hate it by any means. It's just not something I. It, it's not a classic that I would pop in again.
3: I don't think it's poor. Like by any means, like I've seen way like worse movies, like poorly made movies. This is not poorly made. Like this is like you know, especially for the limited budget and uh, you know what it's shot on. It's it's fine, but and also like I like if you're bringing in a bias of knowing people involved with it and like looking at it more positively, I acknowledge I'm bringing in a bias of, I don't like horror comedy. So Mm. um, there's very few that I can name like on one hand, the ones that I like. So um, I bring that bias in with me. So it really has to be something special. Oh, absolutely. like, Like Tad said, like, especially being a zombie comedy horror, I'm like, Oh God. Okay. So it's got a lot of humps to get over for me to like it. Plus like, you know, it's fairly recent. Uh, So it just, it's got a lot of things to overcome for me to like it. And it's just never, it's not going to get
1: there for me. Yeah. Horror comedy has to be one of the hardest genres to get right because you have to find the balance. I mean, low budget comedy is hard enough, but you can pull it off. But finding the balance in horror and comedy It's you know, there's just such a fine line where you can tip, and it's either awesome or not, you know. And you can probably count on your hands how many classic, you know, horror comedies that we all know and love that are sort of beloved by the, you know, fans in general. So it's a tough, it's a tough genre to tackle in the first place, and then making it with zombies. I would say you know, Return of the Living Dead and Shaun of the Dead. Those are like the two I can think of that are zombie comedy horror movies that you know succeed is alive yeah dead alive yeah but is that i don't know i guess it's zombie but i don't think of it as a zombie comedy i think of it more as a i don't know it counts i guess as a music
2: stick. As, as a musician are- i was happy to see that the band got the music the punk rock got to ward off the zombies that got to help <laughs> that was a neat yeah toy. that was I, that was
4: sort of cool you also, you might want to take in consideration with, you know, the way that this was written and some of the dialogue actually, you know, it's not um, really um, a, you know, some of the more uh, derogatory stuff. It's it's not uh, excusable, but I mean, this film was actually written in 1998 and okay. it just, <laughs> it took, it, it took a long time to, you know, I don't know how many rewrite that it went through so you know i guess maybe uh, people were thinking different you know back then i mean i don't know i'm not i'm not making excuses i mean i'm just trying to give somewhat of an explanation as to why you may have heard some of the things that you heard that you probably you know didn't like so
3: yeah i mean it honestly like it takes a lot to offend me and i'm more than willing to be like i'm watching a movie made in this time period and these things are going to happen. But, you know, when I get into, you know, more recent stuff, I'm like, okay, that's not okay, unless we're setting this person up as the villain and, or someone yeah. who is going to die. And I, I, if it was written in 98, yeah, I, that stuff was definitely like that 90s homophobia is definitely a reality. Um, so yeah. that I mean, that makes more sense. So I mean, I'm glad that's put you it were, into context, uh, but still.
4: But I mean, also, I mean, you look at like you know comedic classics like Sixteen Candles. Go back and watch that. I mean, it's just like it is wildly inappropriate. Some of the oh, stuff. Oh
3: yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
4: it's crazy.
2: Yeah, Mike, did you like this movie? What
0: it? Well, uh, at the at the end of the day, I didn't hate it. Um, it was it was funny. Uh, I was entertained. Um, but yeah, it doesn't break any new ground. Um, as far as horror comedy goes, it's, it's, you know, it's not the best blend. I think it definitely leans more into the comedy than the horror. Um, my biggest issue with the film is I felt like the concept of zombies at a prom was forced. I guess it's probably, was it even prom? I think it was just a dance. I don't remember. Um, oh no, it was prom. It was prom. Uh, it was loved ones that
1: wasn't really prom, was right? It? Yeah, yeah okay. it was like and I know one of them was like, yeah, it was yeah. a dance, but not necessarily prom.
0: Yeah, because uh, like we are over halfway through this movie and they haven't even acknowledged after the zombie outbreak happens, they don't even acknowledge prom yet, and then all of a sudden they have this ingenious idea of going to save everybody at prom. Like, why is that now the main focal point of these group of kids survivors? Um, so I, I felt like the whole, the whole concept of, of a zombie prom uh, rather forced in this movie. Like, we got we to get to the main theme of this movie. And I don't think they did a good job of it, personally. But, uh, I mean, when they do get there, there's some fun gags, like the You know, the band can control the zombies, you know, um, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, but I also think maybe there were some missed opportunities there using more prom tropes with, uh, with zombie themes, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't hate it, but it's not anything I'll probably go back and watch anytime soon or maybe ever. And I'm a bit, and I'm a big fan of, of horror and comedy and, um, it's definitely more in my wheelhouse, but you know. But I, I definitely recognize it's easy to miss the mark on that mix. So,
1: I'll tell you how weird it is. Um, how quickly I've become accustomed to COVID life because I'm watching this and I'm like, "There's gonna have potato chips out on the table." I'm like, "Oh wait, that was <laughs> like like three months ago. We could do that, and now we can't." And I'm like, "You know, they're all yeah." It's just so weird. My mindset is already changed.
0: Oh, I know it. I was—I can't remember what I was watching the other day. I was watching something, and, and these two people high-fived, and I had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. even kidding. It, like, freaked me out. <laughs> like, you guys high-fived? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was kind of before all this, and I need to chill the, chill the F out.
4: You're going to be real at home in Demolition, man.
5: <sighs>
0: yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. So that wraps up the Attack of the Killer Podcast Prom. Thanks no one for... got me a
3: corsage.
1: Oh. Th- that was damn it. I was going to say that was Jason's. <laughs> are, are we going to post prom now? <laughs> well, the, the Andy's buying
0: the beer, that's all. The I the lame <laughs> the lame ass lock-in at the school or like the real party?
1: No, I actually um, the only time I've ever gotten a ticket but besides like driving violation was my uh I think it was my junior year of high school I was hanging out with some friends during prom we all did not get invited so we all went to a friend's house and we were watching movies and uh, we fell asleep and my one friend with a car was driving us home and of course we get pulled over and they're like, it, it's past curfew. And we were like, uh, what is prom night? And they're like, well, you don't look like you went to prom. You have to be on this list to get be out past curfew. I was like, so I'm getting ticketed because I'm a loser and I didn't get asked to prom. That's, Aww. you know, bogus. Aww. And uh, it was like, a curfew here is like 1230 and it was like 1245 or one or something. It's pretty close. And so they, I'll, I'll never forget because they call my mom and wake her up and they're like, your son's out past curfew. And she's like, no, he's not. And they're like, well, city curfew is 1230. She's like, oh, well, he doesn't have a curfew here at home. So please don't call my house and wake me up again. I know where he's at and he's not doing anything wrong. And like hung up on the cop. They're like, so uh, we talked to your mom. She's sort of mad that we woke her up. My other friend that was with us, his mom was like, leave him out in the rain. I'll come down and pick him up. And he was in trouble. mm." And it was a ninety dollar um, ticket for being oh, out late. Oof! Wow. Yeah, and, th- and in like high school, that's a lot of money. My yeah. mom was like, "Yeah, you're paying for that. <laughs> so why don't, you, why
4: don't you just mug your ass while you're at it? Christ."
0: Okay. Um, uh, now we're all adults. Adults, you know, so we can stay out as late as we want. Yeah. Okay, except for.
3: Except for right now. Except except for right. Because right? <laughs> you'll fall
0: asleep okay so yeah that wraps up prom Uh, see y'all at the after party Uh, but that's not the end of the show we're gonna take a quick break and come back and do some segments here on attack of the killer podcast
7: you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal
0: And we're back. It's time for segments here on Attack of the Killer podcast, starting with Jason, and he's going to give us some shout-outs. It's time
5: for... Shout-outs! 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 Shout-outs!
2: Shout right, just ask what your favorite prom-related horror movies was. Over on our Facebook, we got Nick leadham He says, I can... Only think of Carrie and Buffy. I thought I had a number of them, but they're for college dances. Also, Cabin Fever 2 is kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I thought about that one, but we just did that. It, I, was, I was just thinking, no, we just did that one, but we did it like two years ago, probably. Yeah, and I never <laughs> want to have to watch that movie again. Oh, I love <laughs> Cabin uh, Fever 2. What? Eh, it wasn't bad. Okay. It feels like a more awesome gory version of uh, dance of the dead.
2: Okay. Um, then we got our, uh, attacker, Andrew Moeller. He says, speaking of, he says dance of the dead. Good answer. Good answer. Then we got, uh, Tim Lennerer from the fiasco brothers. They, he says got to go with Carrie for this one. The idea that your classmates are finally letting you have one single happy day only to find out it's part of a plan to hurt you worse than they ever had. That's the not-so-secret fear of everyone who grew up on the outs with
0: the in-crowd. Truth. Yeah, if you say so. I don't know what that's like.
2: Oh, Mr. Popular. That's right. Uh, Randy Noel says, Carrie instantly comes to mind, but the loved ones is sort of in this category, I think, and I enjoyed it fairly well. Patty Forrest Johnson says, Carrie. Good one. Good one. And Rebecca Reinhardt from In the Mou- in the Mike of Madness says, hello, Mary Lou, prom night two. Woo. Right? How's two so much better than one?
3: It's crazy. That's fantastic. It's so good.
0: Two is amazing. Right. Um, but <laughs> like I I I do. I really like three. I know it leans into the Weirdo. comedy way more. But I I think three is a lot of fun. It's the Bud the Chud of the uh, Prom Night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, over in the group edition. That's right. If you want to hang out and send memes and cool things, join our group over on Facebook. Uh, Mike Reeb, the Reebster, he says, Hell yeah. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night 2 is a newer personal favorite. But the prom queen will always be Carrie. Chris Anderson says, hello, Mary Lou. Prom night two. Good one. And our attacker, Peter Parker. He says, the loved ones for sure. Love the crazy, surreal vibe of this movie. So good. And then we have Carmen Marie D. Haig. She's cool because she just got one of our new t-shirts that are for sale. Uh, one of the things I didn't I was gonna mention at the beginning of the show is by the time this is out, we'll have a brand new website up and you can go over there and pick up our new t-shirt. It's cool, it's black. That's all you need to know. Uh, she says, the loved ones, hands down, it was an emotional roller coaster. Oh man, it's so true. And You're just really emotional. That's also very true. That's also true. You, you know me well. Um, over on Instagram, we got at four foot. Rod, that's Rodney Hutchinson. You remember Rod from Kansas City? He mm-hmm. comes up Halloween. To play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cool. Uh, yeah. He says, the Yeah, I've been trying for a year to talk him into being a patron on Patreon. So, what do you say, Mike? One last push.
0: <laughs> Come on. Come on.
1: There it is. Do Come it. On. Come on. Do it. Okay. One of us. One of us. <laughs>
2: The four foot rod says the loved ones and hello, Mary Lou, prom night two. And then there's some devil horns and a scene gone. Yep. Maybe there aren't as many prom themed <laughs> ones as we hoped there were. Hmm. And then lastly, over on Twitter, well, not lastly, lastly, but over on Twitter, uh, we got our attacker at GSIL84. Brian Godsell says, I have to go with Night of the Creeps. I also love. I also love student bodies. My favorite part happens during the dance. I said his keys, not his cheese.
5: (laughs) 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 I love student bodies. It's so good. I said
2: (laughs) that's a a perfect, perfect job. I have that on Blu-ray. Can you do that? What I have it on Blu-ray. We need to break that out. Two things, right?
1: It's on Blu-ray.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, another.
1: Can, yeah, what? I was gonna say we can do a, you know, prom night too, because uh, there's <laughs> several that I think I need to see. Apparently, from that.
5: Yeah.
0: Little performance we just heard. <laughs> you, you definitely
2: need to see Student Bodies, and we'll have Mike rebound for that one. And
0: you know, okay, so. You what? remember student? Books. Oh yeah. Obviously, you got it on Blu-ray.
2: Yeah, I'm a real fan.
0: Son of a. There's the part in the beginning. The first ten minutes of the movie is worth the whole movie. Uh, I'm just telling you that right now. But there's that part. You know, she keeps getting the obscene phone call, and then like the phone will ring and she'll answer it, and it's you know the guy. You know. Uh-huh. And then, like, she tries to ignore it, so the ring starts getting ridiculous, and the phone starts shaking, and then it just turns into one constant ring. <laughs> My phone at work does that sometimes. No. like that's actually apparently a real thing that can happen. That's a
2: nightmare. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> oh. Like every once in a while, because we have two phone lines and one, one phone, when they when they happen to like be ringing at the same time, the second line will just turn into a one constant ring. You just wake up from a sleep and and then it's some and then it's the breather from student bodies going. "Eh, eh, eh."
2: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also on Twitter, we got our pal attacker Stefan S. um, at Olympios. Um, He says, when it comes to that kind of theme, I instantly have to think of Carrie, but I'd rather take Jamie to the prom night. Very good answer.
6: Prom night. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And then lastly, um, we got horror movie weekly at horror underscore weekly. Hey, it's Jay of the dead here. I've got a great prom related horror recommendation for y'all. I'll send you a voicemail. Well, guess what? He sent a voicemail (gasps) and let's listen to it now. Yay.
7: Hi, Attack of the Killer podcast. This is Jay of the Dead from Horror Movie Weekly. I saw on Twitter that you were asking for our favorite prom-related horror movies. And without question, mine has to be Dance of the Dead from 2008. It was directed by Greg Bishop. That's the same dude who did Siren from 2016. Anyway, Dance of the Dead is a low-budget indie zombie flick Here's the premise. A zombie outbreak occurs near a high school prom, so when everyone at the dance starts getting eaten, the only people left to try to battle the zombies are the loser outcasts who couldn't get a date to the prom. Yeah, it has some comedy, of course, and I don't love comedy horror, but this movie has heart, like real heart, and some good gory, low-budget kills. So if you dig zombie flicks, then this is a must-see. For me, I'd call Dance of the Dead a 7.5 out of 10, and it is my favorite prom-related horror movie. Thanks for playing my voicemail, and this is Jay of the Dead, over and out.
2: Oh, Jay, thank you so much.
0: Awesome. That's so cool. And, uh, Jay, I just want to say congratulations for being um, called out on uh, Joe Bob Briggs' last drive-in and, in, and your podcast winning the uh, Silver, Bolo. Sol- Silver Bolo Award. That's freaking awesome. So, so cool, so dude. I am very happy and very jealous of you, sir.
2: Mm-hmm. And remember, uh, anybody... Can leave us a voicemail like Cool Jay of the Dead. You can give us a call at 415 952 6857. That's also 415 95 AOTKP. And that's shout outs.
4: Greetings. This is Peter Leray for A Take the Killer podcast. I've been brought here to introduce insane Mike's pigs, but if you don't remember me, I was in Casablanca. The Maltese Falcon. And I got shit-faced with Vincent Price in Tales
6: of Terror. I was mentioned in four rooms with Quentin Tarantino.
4: (laughs) I, I was, they were talking about the man from Rio. And when Quentin mentioned me, I, I believe he said something like, um, I was some sick Fuck. Traveling the countryside collecting fucking fingers. As Quentin so eloquently put it. Anyway, <laughs> I guess here's insane Mike's pics. And if he doesn't stop picking,
7: it's never going to heal.
0: Thank you, Peter Laurie. You also <laughs> forgot to mention the Looney Tunes cartoons that you're in. So, so good. <laughs> oh, so, the,
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the insane's my insane's pick for this episode is a speaking of blind buys, a blind buy at one of the uh, local pawn shops. It's a movie from 1988, a film called Out
7: of the Dark. Out of the dark, a deadly nightmare is emerging. Another grisly crime strikes the city of Angels. Joanne was killed last night. Any prints? Name a whistle. Got a deep voice. He usually gets violent and then he hangs up. Have you seen those girls? Don't you think he gets a little bit sexually aroused? Talking <laughs> about that spread on the girl? It should have been mine. I want you to get me everything you can on this guy. I think he's a little too cool. Dennis is violent, Kevin, and he's out to get you. He was convicted of assault on an old girlfriend who also, by the way, happened to be a minor. Stop it! Stop it! it. The killer. Did you see his face? No. Like I told the police, he was wearing a mask. We want to lure this guy to the office. Forget it. Call me again. You know my number. Where'd you get this? Hello? This is
5: Karen. Who's this?
1: This is
7: your friendly Dr. Bobo. It's him. You killed her! I told you to stay away from my girl, but you couldn't listen to me! Jeffrey Lewis, Cameron Die, Karen Black, Bud Court, and Tracy Walter. Hello, L.A.P.D. Lieutenant Myers, Homicide Division, please. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Myers,
0: on vacation. Someone else help me. Out of the Dark. Out of the Dark, it's directed by Michael Schroeder, who um, has quite a few uh, directing credits, including Mortuary Academy, which you can see in the background on the marquee of a theater in Out of the Dark. Now, what is Out of the Dark? Uh, basically, it's a group of women who work at a phone sex line, um, which is run by Karen black is being stalked and killed by a psychotic killer in a clown mask named Bobo. Um, this is kind of an erotic horror film, um, done with a little bit of, a little bit of tongue in cheek and comedy, uh, added to it. Um, this was, <clears throat> this was a, uh, a pretty fun watch for me. What makes this movie stand out um, compared to a lot of other movies of its kind is some of the amazing cast that's in it, uh, especially like some of the um, cameos that appear in this movie. Uh, You got Jeffrey Lewis shows up in this. Uh, I already mentioned Karen Black. Tracy Walter uh, plays the the main detective trying to solve the crime in this movie, and his performance is so freaking amazing. He's a real dick in this movie. It's awesome. And if you don't know who Tracy Walter is, he was Miller from Repo Man, Bob the Goon from Batman 89, uh, Lamar in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, he's done so many things. And just to impress my girlfriend, Brandy, he was Sheriff Walter Jeff Foss Ditch on Reno 911. Um, uh, it also has Bud Court in it as a, um, as a character that should have been named Red Herring. Uh, Paul Bartel, uh, shows up in this and it's interesting that Paul Bartel also was a producer on this movie and Paul Bartel also was one of the writers and was one of the actors in Mortuary Academy, Michael Schroeder's earlier film. So obviously had some kind of, um, um, friendship or relationship with, uh, Paul Bartel. Uh, but also divine shows up in this movie in one of his rare male roles, um, as a rival detective. And that scene is freaking awesome. Um, him and him and, uh, uh, Tracy Walter going at it. And, uh, even tab Hunter shows up, makes a small appearance in this movie. I had to double check just to make sure this movie wasn't made in like Baltimore, but, uh, apparently it wasn't. So, uh, it was actually made in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. So, it's nothing super over top, not a lot of, you know, not a lot of gore or anything, you know, definitely a lot of TNA going on in it. Um the scenes with Bobo are pretty cool or kind of fun. There's a scene where he's miming playing baseball um in this open area. He's got a baseball bat and he's you know having this one of his victims pretend to pretend to throw a ball and he hits the ball and then he just comes up and like whacks her on the head and kills her. Uh, there's one scene that still confuses the hell out of me. Um, where, uh, Bobo is stalking this girl. Uh, he calls her from this phone booth on another part of town. And while on the phone with her, Bobo is at her house, stalks and kills her. So I'm like, is there two Bobos? What's going on? I, it was so lost and they don't ever explain how that happened when they finally get to the, uh, to the bizarre conclusion of this movie. Uh I definitely feel like it's worth worth a watch, especially if you have a thing, um if you have a liking for the whole um kind of um erotic detective drama films of the eighties. Uh this is so eighties it's it, it hurts. But uh that's it for Insane's picks for this episode Out of the Dark from nineteen eighty eight.
2: Yeah I watched the trailer for it. It looked pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun. I mean, it's, it probably comes off more as a detective drama piece than maybe horror. But uh, you know, anytime you put somebody in a clown mask, you know, I think that just instantly puts you in the horror category, even if it's like, you know, an episode of Bozo the Clown or something. <laughs> worth a dollar. Oh, definitely paying? worth a dollar. Yeah. I was so excited once I once I, again once I saw the people that were in this movie. It was it was worth every penny. And I think I've gotten a whole new love for this for uh, Tracy Walter uh, because of this movie too. He's just so much fun to watch in this, and he's he's always such a unique character. But he's always in such smaller parts, you know, like Bob the Goon or whatever. Whether he's either not speaking or he's just an insane character, um, and, and all performances kind of come out the same tonally, but uh, uh, in his in his performance, but. He He's just captivating to me. So, But that's it, man. That's it for this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. A special thanks to the attackers for keeping the show alive. And also a very special thanks to our very special guest, Erica. Yay! Yay.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, Hi. Man. Thanks for being on. And you want to give one last plug yeah. for your show?
3: Uh, sure. So you can... I'm most active on Instagram, so you can search me there. Customers also watched, um, also letterboxd and my username there is also watched. And that's my personal watches as well as the podcast stuff. So, um, trying to get more people on there, but, um,
5: yeah, and yeah
3: there's, uh, as of this recording, there's an episode coming out tomorrow with Jason and Mike as the guests. So be sure to check out Yay! that episode. It's a doozy. <laughs> I got you to like a movie from like the 70s. So uh, I'm no. pretty happy. It
0: <laughs> yeah, was a good trade. Well, it's an easy sell for me, but yeah, Jason, maybe not so much. Yeah. yeah. I like the old it. stuff. And I am dying to find out uh, how, you, how you feel about the next one that I conned you into watching.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I just actually recorded that one too. So yeah.
0: I, it must not have been too bad because you're still talking to me.
3: That's true. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's exactly kind of what you said it was going to be. So, oh, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, you were right on the nose.
2: <laughs> well, first time for everything. That's yeah. good. Wait, what? Well, thank you so much for being on. That's awesome. <laughs> thanks. Had a blast.
0: And everybody out there listening, thanks again. We will talk to you very soon on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Peace.
5: Oh, no. Could this be the end of... Attack wow. of the killer podcast Jack of